your light so shine the reason why God will put his light in us is so that others will see that light and when others see that light they can know him the Bible says let your light so shine before men that others may see that they may give glory to your father in heaven so we have a responsibility in manifesting God look when when we don't do that people do not believe in God. We are God's ambassadors in the earth realm. We are God's emissaries in the earth realm. We are God's agents in the earth realm. Without us, people struggle to know God. So God expects us to manifest Him. But Paul says in Romans 8:19 that the creation is waiting. People are waiting to see whether there is God but they can only see it through a group of people they are called the sons of God because in John chapter 4 the Bible says that God is a spirit so it becomes difficult for others to see the spirit but when God puts this spirit in us and we are able to host the spirit bear in mind the word is host if we are able to host the spirit we can manifest the dimensions of God. Through us, the world will know the love of God. Through us, the world will know the power of God. Through us, the world will know the healing of God. Through us, the world will know the provision of God. Through us, the world will know the multidimensional nature of God. Praise Jesus. So God expects us to be in a position where we can host His Spirit and manifest His glory. It's very important to God. But this can be done only through the vehicle of maturity. Until the Christian is matured, they cannot host God and they cannot manifest God. So He says the creation is groaning. Another scripture says they are groaning, they are groaning, they are earthly pantings. The whole world is frustrated the world is in chaos the world is sick the world is tired the world is discouraged because they cannot see god in us so paul is saying that they are expecting it's an endless expectation out of frustration the people of the world are asking where is god the people of the world are asking who is god they want to see God but the Bible said the endless expectation of creation 
is waiting for the revealing, the manifestation of the sons of God. So, our manifestation is what will help the world to know that there is a God. Now, if someone were looking for God and they met me and they met you, they should know that there is a God. Praise Jesus. But you can only manifest this God when you are matured. That's why our maturity is important to God. No one entrusts precious things to children. You can love your child so much, but you will not give your child $10 million. So it goes beyond love. God loves us, yes. But I'm talking about responsibility. God's love is wrapped in his wisdom. So in as much as God loves us, there are certain things he will not give us because we cannot handle it. So there are a lot of Christians. It is not that God does not want to bless you. The only issue is that you don't have the capacity to handle the blessing. And because God loves you, he will deny you that blessing. Thank you, Holy Spirit. So God's love manifests in two dimensions. It manifests in accordance to your capacity to handle it and it also manifests in accordance to your inability to handle it so when god denies you of something it's also a manifestation of his love we need to understand these things whatever is lacking in your life don't blame god the bible says he has given us every good and perfect gift so god wants you to be blessed however not at the expense of your capacity now maturity is a function of capacity not a function of age now you agree with me that until you are matured you cannot handle certain things that god is bringing your way so god will not even bring it to you having said that maturity is not about age but about capacity so in the kingdom of god when we say someone is matured we are not talking about someone who has grown old in the physical realm we are talking about someone that has capacity in the things of god capacity to host god capacity to understand god capacity to have a strong relationship to god that's what we call maturity and that's very important because without maturity, we cannot express God. Praise Jesus. Now, if maturity was about age, you realize that Methuselah was the longest living human being recorded in the Bible. And he lived for 969 years. But what is said about Methuselah is just about his age in the Bible. But when you look at the life of Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ lived for 33 years but his achievement has transcended time his legacy has transcended time what it means is that Jesus Christ was more mature than Methuselah because maturity expresses itself in the ways of responsibility the more mature you are the more responsibilities you can handle so one of the measure of immaturity is your inability to handle responsibility. You can measure your own maturity. If when tasks are given to you, 
you cannot execute them well, you are immature. That means that God will look at your frame, your capacity, and reduce the responsibility. And in the kingdom of God, blessings come on the strength of responsibility. Those that are able to host the blessings of God are those that can handle responsibility. If you cannot look after a child, God will deny you a child. We don't know these things. It's not just about what we are asking God. God is so wise that whatever you ask him, he first looks at your capacity before he delivers it. That's why there are a lot of unanswered prayers. Because God, out of love, will not want to destroy you. That's why preparation precedes elevation. Did you hear what I said? Preparation precedes elevation. Whatever you are asking God for, in order to unlock it, you must just position yourself in the realm of preparation. What you are not prepared for, God will not give to you. That's a fact in the kingdom of God. So the wise Christian builds themselves up, prepares themselves, because preparation automatically activates elevation. When you are mature, you don't need to pray for God's blessing. Fruits, they are not prayed for on mature trees. Fruits, they automatically form around mature trees. But they will never form around trees or plants that are not mature. Am I making sense at all? So, this is the art of maturity in the kingdom of God. Creation is the manifestation of sons, not children. Remember, we have many children of God, but we have a few sons of God. Because be, becoming a child of God, listen to me, is the workings of the Holy Spirit. Through salvation, you are a child of God. When you believe in Jesus Christ, you are born again. That's about that. But to handle the dimensions of God, to be able to express God, to be able to handle the blessings of God, you need to move. And that is your sole responsibility. You need to move from childhood into adulthood. That transition is what positions you for God's blessings. That's why there are many children of God who are in states that does not reflect the nature of God. There are many children of God, they may be old in physical age, but they are still children. So when you meet them, you cannot you cannot see God they have failed to build capacity in order to host the dimensions of God these ones cannot express God they are still hooked up in childish things they behave like children and so they cannot handle the things that God would want to express in them look at 2nd Chronicles chapter 34 verses 1 to verses 6. Let me show you something. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Josiah was 8 years old when he became king and he ruled for 31 years in Jerusalem. The Bible says Josiah was 8 years old when he became king. Now, think about that for a moment. 
Josiah was eight years old when he became king. I told you that maturity is not a function of age. It's a function of capacity. Now, who enthrones men to be kings is God. In the realm of God, he looks out for capacity, not your age. Now, someone says that, well, I need to get married because I'm growing old. That's the language of Nepios, babies. Marriage is not about growing old physically. Marriage is about capacity. The Bible says, therefore shall a man leave his mother and father and become united with his wife. Do you know what that means? It means that therefore shall a man leave the supervision of his father and mother. He's talking about the readiness of a man to get into marriage is premised on his ability to become independent of his spirit. So if you are 50 years and you are still not independent financially, psychologically, emotionally, you are not ready for marriage. So in the kingdom of God, readiness is about capacity, not age. Think about it. So as a child of God, you must work on your capacity. The Bible says Josiah was eight years old and God saw it right. Listen to this. In those days in Jerusalem, there were 90 year olds. There were 80 year olds. There were 60 year olds. There were 50 year olds. Now God scanned through the entire Jerusalem. Remember, Jerusalem is the apple of God's eye. Is the capital of the nation of Israel and God loves Israel. That means that the decisions of God concerning his nation would have to be apt and precise. God will not make a mistake with his nation. In his approach to choose a king, he searched the entire Jerusalem and he overlooked their ages because he was looking for capacity. And he found that capacity in an eight-year-old it means that the 90-year-olds, the 80-year-olds, the 70-year-olds had failed to build that which would qualify them for elevation in the kingdom of God. So God straight away moved to Josiah. And the Bible says he was only eight. My God. What does it mean? It means that no matter your age, if you can build capacity, God will use you in every dimension possible. We have moved beyond the physical things like age. The Bible says in the last days, God shall pour his spirit upon all flesh and your sons and daughters shall prophesy. It means that God still looks for capacity, not age. He was eight years old and he was a king, the president of a nation. How old are you? Anything you have not been able to walk in it's not that the, you, listen I told you this we are learning I told you this when he become born again the Bible said that as many as received him to them gave he power to become the sons of God who were not born according to the will of flesh but were born according to the will of God so your spiritual genetic coding has changed you know, people talk about generational curses. And they talk about setting altars in their background. Listen to me. My grandfather was a fetish priest. 
if these things were that powerful at my age I'll be the latest fetish priest in town because it's in my generation do you understand what that is the born again experience does something to you it does not just afford you the opportunity to go to heaven it changes your spiritual genetic coding the bible said you are not born according to the will of man according to the will of the flesh and the blood but according to the will of god first peter says you were born according to the sperma of god so you don't belong to that family bloodline anymore you belong to the bloodline of god and the fetish cannot operate in that bloodline so there's no problem with you the only problem that you are dealing with as a child of god is not that satan is fighting you no the only problem has to do with do i have enough capacity to host the dimensions of god this is the problem of the believer when you fail to mature you fail to access the blessings of god so he was eight years old but spiritually he had capacity that's why the bible said no we know man after the flesh if you met this eight-year-old and you underestimated him by virtue of his age god will strike you because in the spirit he is a general he's an old man in the spirit by virtue of spiritual capacity so the bible said no we know man after the flesh as we see men walking the face of the earth we are not the same age in the spirit one time i told somebody that we may be classmates but we are not grace mates because maturity is a function of capacity not a function of age so josiah was a high ranking spiritual principality in the kingdom of god by virtue of capacity read verses 2 he did what was right in the lord's eyes and walked in the ways of his ancestor david so this is a sign of his maturity doing what is right you know there are a lot of christians who need so much instruction before they can do what is right when you operate like that you are not mature it means that our speed in the kingdom is determined by us not god the more you mature in his word the more you unlock glories into your life so he did what was right that means he had the wisdom to discern that this is right this is not right that's a function of maturity every matured person has what we call discernment a mature person does not need to be told go to church he knows going to church is right an eight-year-old did what was right he was not told to do what was right that's what showed that he was matured and the bible says he walked in the ways of his ancestor david another function of maturity is your ability to follow after men who through faith and patience have attained the promise let me tell you something children like to do their own things if you have a child you will see that expression in them they don't like to follow instructions now one of the ways to know whether you are matured or not is your reaction to instruction if you can't take instruction it means you are not matured 
Because maturity is about you being able to relate with God. And God is about instructions. So the one that God chooses as his lead man is the one that can hear his voice, number one. Number two, execute his voice. So it's all about instruction. Now, Josiah had an ear to listen. Had an eye to see. The Bible says that he walked in the ways of his ancestor David. So immature Christians are those that say that I cannot follow anybody. I have my own way. I have my own life. I have my own right. You are yet still a babe. You know, children, sometimes when you have been feeding children, they say, I can feed myself. And then they make a mess out of it. When you are growing, you yield. Yielding is a function of maturity. You yield. You place yourself in a position where others can teach you. That means you are mature. That's why humility, again, is a function of maturity. Pride is a function of immaturity. When you correct someone with instruction and they react negatively, they are yet babes. That's the expression of childishness. For example, if a child is bent on doing something and you stop them, what do they do? They cry. <laughs> so if you're a Christian and you are corrected and you react negatively, you are exposing your capacity. You are yet a child. And God will not entrust anything great into your hands until you grow out of that. Are we getting somewhere? Is it getting home? Yeah. Yes. So he followed the ways of his ancestor David. Continue. Not deviating from it even a bit to the right or to the left. So your ability to follow, your ability to follow is a sign of maturity. When you deviate, you are becoming immature. Continue. In the eighth year of his rule, while he was just a boy, he began to seek the God of his ancestor David. And in the twelfth year, he began purifying Judah and Jerusalem of the shrines, the sacred poles, idols, and images. Under his supervision, the altars for the Baals were torn down, and the incense altars that were above them were smashed. He broke up the sacred poles, idols, and images, grinding them to dust. And scattering them over the graves of those who had sacrificed to them. He burned the bones of the priests on their altars, purifying Judah and Jerusalem. In the cities of Manasseh, Ephraim, and Simeon, all the way up to Naphtali, he removed their temples, tore down the altars and sacred poles, ground the idols to dust, and smashed all the incense altars throughout the land of Israel. Then Josiah returned to Jerusalem. Amen. Hallelujah. So powerful. An eight-year-old realized that idol worship is foolishness. Eight-year-old. Eight-year-old understood that holiness is the way into the heart of God. An eight-year-old had such understanding that evil is not good. Disobedience is not good. Child of God, listen to me. This eight-year-old was chosen by God because he had grown out of childishness now if you are listening to me you are Christian you are still fornicating 
you are disappointment. I'm telling you. Because you are refusing to grow. God still loves you anyway. But it's almost like you know the opportunities that are ahead of you. And they are wrapped up in growth. And you have failed to leave the fundamental things that keep those blessings away from you. Growing in maturity is for your own benefit. The eight-year-old, he destroyed all the idols. So, some of you must destroy unhealthy relationships. The eight-year-old, listen, as a function of his, this is why God chose him. The reason why God is delaying in your life is that you are, you are still sticking to pig food. You are stuck. You are stuck with masturbation. You are stuck with pornography. What has a new creation got to do with the filth of the world? You see, you are refusing to leave the things you have been delivered from. That's why you are not growing. That's why certain opportunities have been denied you. So the struggle has nothing to do with the witches in your family. The struggle has got everything to do with you refusing to grow. Praise Jesus. He destroyed all of them. Some of you must destroy unhealthy relationships. You must destroy alcoholism. You must destroy premarital sex. Destroy them. Look, when you do that, it shows that you are maturing. You have left childish things. And you are ready for God to bless you. Don't trade your blessing for a morsel of food. That's what Esau did. The Bible said Esau was a profane man. Therefore, God hated Esau and he loved Jacob. When you refuse to grow, you fall on the other side of God. Because you waste time. Imagine that someone gave birth to a child. And that that child was, uh, what, maybe the child is five years old. And after 20 years, the child is still behaving like a five-year-old. You know, when you are five years, your parents, they show you a certain kind of love. But when at 20 years, you still behave at like five years, they will change. Their, their mood will change towards you. They cannot take it any longer. Because you are wasting their resources. You are wasting school fees. You are wasting food. You are wasting everything. They become awakened to the fact that something is wrong with my child. That's how God feels. After he had made all this investment in you, and you are still an appeals, you are still a babe. <laughs> so, the greatest pursuit of the child of God should be to assess themselves and to move towards maturity. Now, going to church is not a sign of maturity because me, many people go to church for different reasons so we cannot say that because you are in church you are matured in fact some of the people have been compelled into church it's a function of capacity the Bible says he bent the bones of the priests on their altars purifying Judah and Jerusalem 2 Chronicles 34 5 you, you can't even say no to premarital sex you can't say no you are not matured you are a leader. You can't say no to fornication. Oh my God. You are immature. An eight-year-old was able to say no. That's why God is not using you. That's why you are not seeing certain dimensions of God in you. But I pray tonight that after hearing these precious words,
God will move you from childishness into maturity. Every trait of childishness in you impeding your own progress and glory. May God take it away from your life. In the mighty name of Jesus. You know, one day, let me tell you a story. One day, I had an, a morning devotion with my family. This was many years ago. And after the morning devotion, I went into my room. Because at the morning devotion, I told my family that ask anything from the Lord because he has said in his word that whatever we ask, if we believe, we will receive it. So we prayed. And then I went into my inner chambers. And I knelt down and I said to God, I know I asked you for something. But when I said it, my heart missed a beat. Because I felt that I did not have the capacity to handle it. Then the Lord told me that I am not insufficient. But if you leave your insufficiency, that place of being incapable, I'll bring you whatever you ask for. That changed my life. You know what I asked the Lord? You know, sometimes we hear the scripture. We say, all things are mine. I'm the head and not the tail. You know, and you feel like, that's it. No, that's not it. You must get to a certain stature to be able to operate at that dimension. The fact that my daughter, Lauren, says that all things are mine. Indeed, she can say that because she's the heir to my legacy. She's a firstborn, so she's the heir. So she can speak out of revelation. Just as God is your father, you can speak out of revelation. Are you learning something at all? But you will not receive it because you said it. That's why the teaching on faith, people don't get it. There's a hidden mystery around faith, which is capacity. You can speak a word, it will not come to pass. Not because that word is not strong enough, but because you don't have the capacity to match up the word you are speaking. The Bible said the sons of Sceva, they followed the ordinance of Paul. So they said, come out in the name of Jesus. And it didn't work. Because they have not built capacity to match up with the power installed in the name of Jesus. So for you to be effective, you need to build capacity. It's very important. Hallelujah. You need to build capacity. This is very important. When you mature, you don't need to ask again. Things flow. There are many things I don't ask for. I don't ask for them. Because I matured. And I'm maturing. Remember, maturity is not also an event. It's a process. But there are dimensions in God. So every level and what you can host. That's why it should be your greatest pursuit. So what I was asking the Lord, I told the Lord, by virtue of what you are promising your word, I need one million dollars. But when I said one million dollars, my heart missed a beat. And you know, you know that experience because sometimes a pastor can charge you up and then he says, all things are mine. 
The earth is mine. And you begin to say, the nation of Dubai is mine. The nation of Switzerland is mine. Afghanistan is mine. Pakistan is mine. But then when you get home, and the Holy Spirit says, okay, get ready next week. You are going to Pakistan. Then you begin to wonder, what if they shoot me? What if they bomb me? <laughs> so what does it mean? You were saying things you didn't mean. Even if you meant them, your spiritual capacity does not have the strength to host what you were saying. That's why we say things. They are empty words in the spirit. Because capacity must match up with your words in order to attract those dimensions of God into your life. This is a problem with Christianity. Many are not mature. So what is meant for them, they cannot host it. That's a problem. So let me quickly um, get into how can you mature then? If maturity is not automatic, there are people who have been in church for five years, 10 years, 20 years, yet they are still babes. They are not mature because maturity is not automatic. If you don't invest in maturity, you will never mature. So you can even listen to me and realize if you have not done the investment I'm going to talk about, you can know that you are still a babe. And once you're a babe, you are considered as such in the kingdom. Certain privileges are denied you. Certain rights are denied you. Certain dimensions are denied you. That's not too exciting. Now, the first step to maturity, write this down. The first step to maturity as a child of God, number one, is to have a desire to grow. That's the first step to maturity. A desire to grow. Now, everything that must grow must start on the strength of what? Of hunger. If you are not hungry, listen to me, you will not eat. If you don't eat, you will not grow. So being satisfied at the level that you are, it, it means that you have stopped your growth. You have impeded your growth. You cannot mature. So, maturity starts with a desire to grow. Let me show you something. This is so deep. Children don't grow because they were born automatically to grow. There's a programming in the heart of children that facilitates growth. God put it there. When you go into the spirit, the soul of every child, you will find lying there a desire to grow. Without it, they cannot grow. Growth does not start with eating. It starts with hunger. So every child has this desire. If it's a female child, has a desire to be like the mother. That's why children, when they are old, usually study them. They go into the wardrobe of their, their parents and then they take the wig, they take the shoes, they take the dresses. Well, there's a desire in them. They want to become like mommy. Now, look at yourself. When you were a child, you wanted to grow. I mean, you have this desire, if I grow, because you felt that you were being restricted. What initiates growth? What facilitates growth? What expedites growth in you is desire, is hunger. 
Praise Jesus. It's hunger. When your hunger dies, your growth dies. In the spirit, when you don't have a hunger for God, you cannot grow. It doesn't matter how much word you hear. It will not go anywhere. Because when you, when you are not hungry and you eat, you don't eat much. And if food is what makes growth, then the more you eat, the faster you grow. So, there must be a guarded hunger in the child of God. A desire to grow. First Peter 2.2, 2, read it quickly. First Peter 2.2 2. As newborn babes, desire the, the pure milk of the word, that you may grow thereby. Amen. Now, the Bible says, as newborn babes, that means, when you become born again, heaven looks at you as newborn babe. Immediately you become born again, remember that setting rights will be denied you. Because no one gives great things to children. But then the Bible says that, start your growth process with a desire. As newborn babes, desire the pure milk. <laughs> so, maturity starts with desire. The spiritual language is hunger. The day you kill your hunger for God, that day you stop growing. The day you stop growing, that day, that's the day you stop denying yourself access into dimensions of God. Desire. Matthew chapter 5 verse 6. It says, blessed are those who hunger. So you see, immediately you move into the dimension of desire. You have moved into the, the dimension of blessing. God starts his blessing from those who have a desire. Who have a hunger. He says, blessed are those who hunger and test for righteousness. For they will be filled. Remember again, what you hunger for is what fills you. Hey. When you crave for pizza, no matter how sweet jollof rice is, it will never satisfy your hunger. Do you see that certain people, they can eat fufu and eat rice? Because what they actually wanted to eat is rice. You cannot satisfy hunger with what you are not hungry for. No matter the amount of what you eat, the, the hunger will still cry for what it wants. Because hunger is deeper than being satisfied. Hunger is a pursuit. It's a quest. Hunger ayoravasete can never be satisfied until that which you're hungry for is released so you can be a christian but you are hungry for money you will not grow because money does not grow the child of god into maturity so you can say i know what god wants for me look at it i'm teaching good listen i know what god wants for me you're a child you say oh, i know what god wants. i know it's my right to prosper and everything but you know you are not prospering so it's not on the strength of desire there's a way by which god will allow that prosperity into your life there's a condition you need to fulfill so the bible says you are blessed when you hunger and thirst for righteousness for that's when you'll be filled with what? With righteousness. 
If you want to grow more in righteousness, you must hunger more for righteousness. If you want to grow in holiness, you must hunger for holiness. If you want to grow in maturity, you must hunger for the word of God. Everyone who is a child of God has a hunger. But you can't be hungry for sex and expect to grow in spiritual stature. Your hunger is what fills you, is what satisfies you. It starts with hunger. You are blessed when you begin to hunger after righteousness, after God. This is what David said in Psalm 42 verse 1. He said, as the deer pants for the water brooks, so my soul thirsts after thee. Now, if you want more of God, remember, we are born to grow into God. The Bible says, ye are God, yet ye die as men, as mere men. Why? God made us in his own image and after his likeness. So we have to grow in that stature. God says things and they happen. When a son of God says things, they should happen. Joshua operated in this dimension. During the war, he looked at the sun. And the Bible said he commanded the sun to stop. And the sun stopped. Moses moved into this dimension of maturity. The Bible says he stretched his rod and the oceans parted into two. These are dimensions of maturity. You lay your hands on the sick. They don't, they don't get better. They get worse. Why? Because you are not matured. Not that healing is not your inheritance. It is your inheritance. But you are not grown enough to use it. So it's not just about desiring to become a great anointed person. It's about building capacity to meet your desire. He said as the dear pants. Listen, if you can service your hunger for God. And listen, hunger is generated. It's not automatic. You must develop hunger. Some of you must set days aside where you are looking for God. The Bible said Jesus was a man of the mountains. He sustained his hunger. He was never satisfied. He would move from one mountain to another. The Bible said he would separate himself and go into a hiding place. Why? He's looking for God. Mark 135. Early in the morning, Jesus would wake up and go into a solitary place to pray. Why? He's servicing his hunger for God. If all you are looking for as a Christian is an iPhone. You are yet a babe. You go to God and you say, God, you know I've been praying for this. Why don't you pray for God himself? You know, people say that I have a testimony. I say, yes, what's the testimony? He said, the testimony is that the Lord has given me a car. Wow, what a testimony. What a testimony. Some people say, oh, have a testimony. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You are a babe. You have just not been told. What's the testimony? Oh, um, the Lord gave me a trip to Dubai. Wow, that's a testimony. I say, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I have a testimony. What's the testimony? Hmm. I've been looking for a husband. I've been looking for a husband. I've been praying, praying, praying for a husband. Wow. I'm going to show you something. He said, that's my testimony. I found a husband. <laughs> you are just a child. 
children are moved by these things. That's not God's purpose for your life, I'm telling you. It's yet for children. Those things, they are like toughies. Do you know that there's someone in Dubai who does not believe in God? Who has the same car? What should he call it? What should he call it? Do you know that the car itself that you say is a testimony? The Hyundai. Do you know it was made by an unbeliever? No, do you know it was made by an unbeliever? He doesn't even believe in God. And he doesn't even call what he has created as a testimony. You are using the lowest version of it. And you say you have a testimony. Do you know that the one who made the iPhone, he does not believe in God? Not even a day. And he does not call it a testimony. But you receive it. And you say, you have broken through what? You broke through what? That's why our testimonies. You see, when children, when children go to school and you buy them a new lunchbox, they go to school and show everybody, this is my lunchbox. My father bought it for me. They, they, they have a bag. That's, they think that is a breakthrough. Their father's will, Harefa Sota, is for them to become a lawyer. This is what it is. So if they are celebrating at lunch boxes and backpacks, how can this move their father? His ultimate goal is for them to move from lunch boxes and, and, and food packs into meeting the design they had of their father, which is ultimately to graduate into a lawyer. That's what a testimony is. To be able to meet the will of God for your life. So when you're a babe, you say, oh, this is a breakthrough. A breakthrough because you went to America. There are people who were born there. They didn't break through into America. They were born into America and they don't even believe in God. Do you understand what I'm saying? If I buy my child a lunchbox, I'm not saying he should go to school to eat. He, the child is going to school to become but the lunchbox is to facilitate the process the child is supposed to focus on why i took them to school but to celebrate the lunchbox shows the immaturity of the child thank you holy spirit hebrews chapter 6 verse 1 to 3 i have a few minutes to go hebrews chapter 6 so still on desire read it for me therefore let us move beyond the elementary teachings. Now, the Bible says, move beyond. Move yourself. Step out. You know what? Do you know what I'm doing? I'm just ruffling your nest. I'm just challenging you to move away from all the... Some of you, your heart is plagued with toys. That's why God doesn't have a place in your heart. You wake up in the morning. You don't have a pursuit for God. You, you, don't, you, you, don't, you don't have a desire that God, that I may know you. That I may know you. My desire is to become more like you. You wake up in the morning. God give me this. God give me that. God give, you are still a babe. So the Bible says therefore. Let us move beyond the elementary teachings. About Christ. And be taken forward to maturity. So there are teachings about Christ. That heaven recognized them as elementary. So you can hear them in church. They are meant for newborn babes. 
the fact that you go to a dining table and there's SMA there doesn't mean that you 30 year old eat it perhaps there's a baby in the house so there are teachings for babies show me the teachings that are for babies quickly not laying again the foundation of repentance from acts that lead to death number one this teaching this knowledge is for babies repentance from what death acts that lead to death for example stop fornication is for babies move on and of faith in god do you see even this is for children you are now being encouraged to trust god you are now being encouraged we are encouraging you to trust god the bible says that listen it said even creation is preaching christ he said if you never had a preacher to tell you that there is god even creation when you look at the sun the moon the trees <laughs> it should tell you that there is a god bible says it's only a fool who says in his heart there is no god move on instruction about cleansing rights hmm. instruction about cleansing rights be holy don't do this don't do that all these instructions remain pure because your body is a temple of holy it's for babies you need to be taught these things as old as you are you need a pastor to tell you that say no to premarital sex abba continue the laying on of hands do you know that laying on of hands and what it does the teaching of laying on of hands is for children so who are you if, even if you don't know about laying on of hands we said the message is for children it's children's message so you don't know about laying on of hands what does it make you if there's a word called baby let that's you baby let oh jesus move on the resurrection of the dead we are talking about rapture resurrection of the dead rapture you don't even know about rapture those teachings are for babes that on the day of the lord those who are dead first in christ will rise and meet the lord halfway you don't know about this thing <laughs> because even fornication you can't stop say pastor when i try to stop i can't stop then when i see something is doing me oh my god you can't stop this simple instruction you can't stop what if the lord told you separate yourself unto me 40 days that's why god cannot use you that's why you struggle because he has to stop you from little things and even that is struggling that when you sin in the flesh you sin against your own body even your own body you can't manage it you give yourself away to people you are at the expense of all kind of sexually transmitted diseases you can't even manage your own body which is given to you you give your body as a young woman to every man your own body can you handle the things of god what again an eternal judgment eternal judgment the kinds of judgment be mercy judgment we talk about the last judgment the great white throne judgment you mean you don't know this oh my god and you want kia spotage oh my god 
You are yet a babe. They are depths in God. They are dimensions in God. Pursue them. These things will flow. Matthew 6, 13. It says, seek first the kingdom of God. Seek, pursue, desire after, hunger after the things of God and his righteousness and all these things in the kingdom. We don't pursue things. It's children who run after things. In the kingdom, we attract things. The Bible said, they that wait upon the Lord, they will renew their strength. They will mount up with wings like eagles. They will run and not be weary. Do you know what that means? When you mature in God, you become a magnet to things. You don't pray for them, they gravitate towards you. <laughs> they gravitate towards you. When you hit the heart of God, no matter where you are, God delivers blessings into your life. God wants us to mature so that he will entrust. God wants us to mature so that he will entrust. His problem is not entrustment. His problem is that you are too young to be entrusted. This is your limitation. When you mature out of it, God will bring you blessings. Desire. I'll end with this. Desire. Listen. If you, listen, if you are listening to me right now, build your desire. There's one thing that's constant in me. I want to know God. The Bible says at the age of 80, look at it. Moses climbed Sinai. Do you know how tall Sinai is? Moses climbed it at the age of 80. When your desire is fully developed, there's no limitation in the flesh. The reason why you are struggling with the things of the spirit is you don't have the desire. What you have a desire for, you don't struggle with. He climbed onto the mountain. And when he got there, he did not say, God, give me a car. God, give me a house. He said, God, give me your face. I want to see your glory. And when he was coming down, he did not come down with just tablets. He came down with God. Because God will always follow any man who has sustained a hunger for him. If you have a hunger for God, you'll be satisfied with God. That's why some of us, we carry the presence of God. All you have is the presence of money. That's why you cannot do much. That I may know him. Paul said that I may know him. It's a desire. This morning, as I was preparing, I just said to myself, God, I don't want to preach. I want you. I don't want to preach about you. I want you. Then I put my, uh, my iPad away and I began to pray. I said, God, fill me with you. That I may know dimensions about you. I read a story about a woman called Anna Rodney. It says that, the, the story says that this woman has encounters of heaven. She's always having encounters of it. She has written many, many books about heaven. And she comes back and starts teaching on heaven. Ha. She starts teaching on heaven. She describes heaven. And I began to pray. And the story says there's a young prophet that had a glimpse. He matured a little bit and had a glimpse into heaven. And when he went to heaven, he saw this Anna Rodney. And then he saw this Anna Rodney walking with Jesus talking with Jesus, interacting with Jesus. This woman is not dead. There are people who have died. They have become spirits and they cannot even see Jesus. And then he came back and went into a conference and saw this woman teaching. And this young prophet said, ah, two years ago, I saw you in heaven. A few months later, I saw you in heaven. 
a few months before I came into this meeting, I saw you in heaven. Please, do you live in heaven or you live here? She said, I have two locations, heaven and earth. Listen, if your greatest desire is to go to America, you have a weak desire. Have a desire to travel to heaven. To see and experience the eternal glories of the Father. This is what maturity does to you. It makes you become more eternity conscious. You are wrapped up in God. That's why you can't give. You can't give in church. Even this broadcast after this, you struggle to give. If you struggle to give, you are immature because you don't understand that everything you own, you have, is not ownership. You have been entrusted with riches from heaven. And that when God has need of it, he will ask you. If you struggle to give for the furtherance of the gospel, you are immature. That's why God will limit how much he gives you. Because he realized that you become attached to the things he's bringing your way. You are not mature enough to appreciate that it's not for you, but it's for him. And you are just holding it in trust for him.